in here still even right now if you come to travel to turkey you cannot even find a one or two class is group classes to learn belly dance Welcome to Ballad Dance Life podcast with weekly portion of stories, tips and dance inspiration. My name is Jana Komarnitska, I'm your host and I invite you to explore all nuances of Ballad Dance Life together with me and our amazing guests. Let's start! How is it going, guys? Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Thank you for tuning back uh, to Ballad Dance Life podcast. And uh, I'm right now sitting in my home, finishing, editing this episode while enjoying my uh, cup of tea. Uh, by the way, from our podcast mug, <laughs> I hope you saw all the cute um, merchandise that we added uh, related to the podcast. And one of my favorite is definitely this mug. I just so much in love with it. And it has a podcast uh, design on one side. And on another side, it says, reveal your inner dancer. And actually, there was a funny reason why I chose exactly that phrase. Like, uh, first of all, of course... Uh, uh, it's related to the podcast and what we are sort of trying to do here to help you figure out this uh, ballet dance uh, life, find some new tools and tips for further development, but also to help reveal that uh, inner dancer to, first of all, to yourself and then to the rest of the world too. But the idea of that phrase came actually from the mug itself, because uh, this is a magic mug. <laughs> um, it actually first looks and appears just as a regular black uh, mug. Uh, there is nothing on it, but once you put hot water there, it transforms to the white color and it reveals its design. So then I saw that mug, uh, like the first word, ca word came to me, uh, to my mind was reveal. And I was like, oh, reveal, you're in a dancer. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, you probably uh, figure out that I really love this mug. <laughs> but there is a bunch of other stuff related to the podcast too. And if you somehow missed it uh, before, I'll add link to the show notes. But you can find the whole Bella Dance Life podcast uh, collection at uh, uh, online store, uh, myinnerdancer.com. And see if you maybe like something to bring uh, a part of podcast in your daily life too, not only to your uh, ears, but to your home and closet too. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, get to our today's episode and I'm so excited. We are again traveling to Turkey today and uh, have a pleasure to talk to Gigi Dilshah. Gigi was uh, raised in a conservative family in Istanbul, but also she spent a lot of time in the USA. And she actually, uh, in this interview, will be talking about her transition between countries and how she explored and studied ballet dance outside of Turkey. 
uh, which was quite an interesting uh, conversation to hear her experience. But um, Gigi Dilshah speci specialized in Turkish Oriental style as well as Turkish Romani style, and she currently resides in Istanbul, where she teaches uh, private classes and even she has her own uh, certification uh, program, which again we will highlight in the interview too. But also she quite often travels to the U.S and gives workshops and lectures there too and the list of her teachers is really fascinating and the list of her um, topics that she specializes and goes uh, deep into is uh, quite impressive too i am really happy to feature her on the podcast and a lot of um, questions that we have discussed they are not even just about uh, turkish ballad dance but about a life of dancer in general but of course uh, being from uh, Turkey and being from quite a conservative uh, family gives its own sort of twist to the uh, career development and uh, It's again, once again, a reminder that uh, don't take dance as something granted because that's not case in very often for many people and uh, having the freedom to, to just openly dance and explore and develop as a professional, it's uh, very often a luxury and... Uh, If you want one of those that never experienced any pressure or any concerns or limitations regarding exploring this dance form, I hope uh, this interview will be a good reminder uh, for you to appreciate <laughs> this. In any case, I hope you will enjoy this conversation and I'm sure you will learn a lot uh, of new things uh, for yourself but don't forget after listening to the interview if you like the podcast don't forget to share it uh, with your friends as well as uh, message our guests uh, sharing your thoughts and uh, sometimes just simply saying thank you thank you them for spending and contributing their time to share their knowledge and experience with us on the podcast and uh, Just before we actually dive into the interview, I want to give a quick thank you to our supporters, Belly Dance Evolution. Join Jelena's Belly Dance Evolution 10-year anniversary celebration, workshops, Hafla and Best of BDE show featuring stars Sharon Kihara, Kaeshi, Kader, Jelena and more. August 20-25 in Los Angeles, California. Also, BD has opened auditions for their performance in Buenos Aires, Argentina this October. Auditions close September 3rd. Visit BalladanceEvolution.com for more details. Hello, uh, Gigi. Hello. How, How are, are you? you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to, to our podcast. I'm so excited to, to talk to you today. How's it going? <laughs> Me too. Everything is great. We are in holidays right now. It's, uh, you know, and like a 10 days holiday. So everybody's like relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> That's always good uh, to, to have some rest in between active work. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm. How are you? I'm good. Uh, uh, waiting finally for hot summer in Toronto. This is the coldest year I ever remember. 
Oh. Anyway, let's come back to to warm Turkey right away and then. <laughs> sure. Um, I know that uh, you you originally from from Turkey, but you were a lot of time you spent in US. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that as a uh, in early ages, you kind of were discouraged really to study ballet dance until mm-hmm. you moved to USA. Can you yeah. can you talk a little bit about that early period of time and how in general dance entered your life and what was going on specifically with ballet dance before you moved to USA? Yeah. So um I lived in USA like about twelve to fifteen years because my father lives there for maybe thirty years or something. So uh and I have a lot of lots of uh other relatives. So and When I moved back to U.S., I was like uh, 19 or 20 years old. So when I was in Turkey, uh, I used to do ballet uh, very early age. And, you know, we had like a rehearsals end of the year. And one of them, we did the belly dance. Uh, so I still have costume from like when I was like eight years old. in a belly dance costume, you know. I give it to my niece now. So, yeah. Uh, Then uh, after that, for belly dance life, we would belly dance basically more like, a, you know, when we had like a wedding and when we had like a henna night and or sometimes Turkish women like to get together, uh, you know, uh, like they have kind of like a, this tea party kind of things. So they get together, they make a lot of cooking and a lot of like, you know, and they like to just you know sit down and talk and sometimes they collect uh, golds so it's like a uh, for example you go to one place and then uh, in that house uh, everybody brings one gold and that person that uh, uh, host uh, gets like a, a 10 golds then they go to the next home and then they give 10 so it's kind of like a collective money It's just like, a, you know, it's not, um, for example, so you kind of like, a, um, you don't spend the money, you collect it. Mm. Did you get it? Like, so for mean, example. By gold, you mean like, I don't know, actual like real gold? gold? Oh, wow. Real okay. gold, yeah. Uh-huh. So like whenever they people come to that, uh, they call them gold parties. Mm. And it's <laughs> it's during the day. And then, you know, every woman, when they come here, it's they bring gold. And then they give it to host. So then they go to next home and then in the same group. And then again, everybody gives the gold again. And so like a, it's for women to collect money, you know, not like, a, um, you know, some they don't want to spend the money. They kind of like, a, uh, for example, they can buy things. It's before credit cards, like, you know, mm-hmm. now everybody has a credit card. But back then. They didn't have a credit card or anything, you know, mm-hmm. and then this would be a good opportunity for them to get big money to buy things or something. And then later, slowly, they give the money back to each other. Mm. So it calls gold parties. And then uh, and uh, what they do is they eat a lot and then, uh, you know, they make a lot of gossips about the neighborhoods and everything. And then everybody, at the end, everybody start belly dancing. 
So it was like this, like even my childhood, like I was like little girl, always go to these parties and they would start eating, gossiping and then all belly dancing, you know. So uh, Turkish women do that. This is very actually they do uh, like a non-belly dancer, like a professional non-belly dancer Turkish woman where they dance, you know, belly dance. It's like these places in their home or weddings, or henna nights, or something similar to this, mm-hmm. you know, and some kind of like reception or something, you know, like for kids or something, you know, and, but nowadays it's like they are doing more dancing more in places, but so to go, ba- go back to your conversation, that's where I was belly dancing uh, before I moved to US, and then when I moved to US, it's like, um, mm, you know, uh, I was going to the college and then uh, at the college they had a belly dance classes and it was from Amy Kate Horn. And so I was like, oh, you know, and I should uh, do belly dance like, you know, it's my roots and, you know, it would be fun. So I went to the class, but my English was all <laughs> terrible. I wasn't even able to speak English. I wasn't even able to understand her like, but later and later, you know, it it got better and then we did uh we did mediterranean festival uh met fest uh end of the year and then when i was performing there with the troupe when i was on the stage i felt like you know i should do this it's i feel like it's uh it's so someplace i'm very happy to be so Mm -hmm. that was the day i decided to you know uh really follow uh belly dancing before that i was like going to classes sometimes you know in out in out <laughs> but then when i was on the stage everything changed then i started more uh, like traveling to study with the other than teachers too yes how was the uh, process of uh, studying belly dance outside of turkey and uh, studying belly dance in like countries that belly dance is not part of the culture and probably many teachers they were for like i mean not native to belly dance teachers how was the process of studying for you having that experience of previous uh seeing belly dance as a part of culture in turkey and then going to a formal class in usa and did you have any I don't know, like uh, concerns, questions, discoveries or some situations that really brought your attention to the differences, how belly dance was uh, uh, practiced in Turkey and then how it was practiced in a belly dance class uh, outside of Turkey. Yeah. So the big difference for me is like to see the exception. Like, you know, it's like a, an and how much uh, they have opportunities to dance, you know, places like festivals and all the other things. Like, for example, in Turkey, uh, like, uh, you don't really have that much opportunity to even study. And uh, so, and also to able to dance, you know, uh, if you don't want to be just a, like, you know, pro pro professional, uh, you know, you don't have a place to dance. But, you know, in uh, U.S., uh, people can perform in the, you know, they can go to group classes and end of their group classes. They can uh, 
go to the festivals and perform there. Like, you know, they have so much opportunities. They have like haflas. Uh, all the students can perform. So you don't have this pressure on you. Like, you know, you have to be a professional belly dancer so you can perform. In here, Turkey is like, uh, you have to be like, you know, uh, be a belly dancer to perform. And also, it's kind of like, uh, you know, because people look at down in Turkey. So you kind of like end up, you have to give up uh, a lot of things in your life to be able to perform belly dance in here. And in U.S., uh, what I was noticing is like, uh, you can actually study a lot more in U.S., also other countries too, because, you know, they uh, they welcome the culture and they don't uh, mm-hmm. in turkey uh, people look it down and they do stereotype it and then you know you don't really have a lot of opportunities or places to study because sometimes even uh, students are shame of to come to class they don't want to if they come to the class in turkey they don't even want to tell to you know their friends they are coming to the class mm-hmm. you know i had one student uh, she was um, she was taking class, and then she had to lie to her driver. She's rich lady, and she's the driver, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she feels that she shouldn't tell her driver that she's taking belly dance classes. So she has to say, she has to make up some story that, you know, she's taking different classes. So even everyone, it's like that. Like, you know, uh, people uh, kind of like uh, more uh, nervous. It's changing too. But uh, if you compare it to that time when I moved to U.S. to see, like, you know, it was like very welcome and people uh, are everybody was very free about it. And, you know, uh, they didn't because uh, they didn't introduce the belly dance in a bad way. In Turkey, people are very stereotyped and then they they um, they introduced the belly dance uh, in that mind. So then, you know, people think belly dance is bad. But uh, I had, you know, I had more uh, opportunities in U.S. to able to study in like, for example, as a beginner and or advanced, you know, it's like you can really study uh, specialty techniques and all other things. You can study more there because you have so many opportunities hmm. in here. Still, even right now, if you come to travel to Turkey, you cannot even find a one or two class is group classes to learn belly dance. It's uh, it's the culture is different, and it's usually everybody takes private lessons. I try to open uh, like classes here, but it's just so hard. I I finally like after like five years, I really give up. So I I don't really. It, uh, you know teach uh, any group classes like in in like a dance schools in here even at, like you know everybody loves to study flamenco samba blah 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 you know and but when it comes to the belly dance people are like very mm, in different mind so then you know you don't get the follow-ups so it's mm-hmm. like that why do you think there is uh, such situation specifically with belly dance? If other dance forms are more accepted in Turkey, why, what's what's wrong with belly dance? 
it's because it's from their families and the cultural thing. They stereotype the belly dancing. It's like you know, so that's why they don't accept it really as a dance form, or they're shame of to take a class. You know, like if if this wasn't the story, like you know, and uh, the girls would take definitely would take more belly dance classes, and we would have like a very great great belly dancers in Turkey. But it's because of this, they are studying different dance form. You know, it's like a, if they study uh, like a samba or if they study, uh, you know, salsa or flamenco, they feel it's like a, it's a dance. But whenever it comes to their own dance, it's like a, not just the girls, the, the, like the uh, people, you know, are looking bad. So do you think, in your opinion, is it something connected just that ballet dance is a part of culture, so people regard it as something uh, like uh, uh, usual and not interesting, like just something common? Or is it something like, I don't know, about dance form, I don't know, costume movements, but like other dance form, samba and salsa also has a lot of hip movements, costumes are so open in samba, like, so so why why do you think ballet dance has this kind of like very weird place? (laughs) I know, like, sometimes I look at the costumes and, like, uh, you know, even belly dance costume is more covered, but it's kind of like, a, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, uh, it's something that, uh, I don't know the right word, but it's kind of like, a, you know, mm, they kind of look it down and then they can easily find excuse for it. But this is the, this costuming and the, uh, for it being usual, you know, cultural thing, it's just maybe the maybe five percent of it or ten percent of it, but mainly it's coming from it's like a how belly dancing being performed back then and how much uh, they have uh, they stereotyped about it, you know, and it's it's because of that. It's just people thinks it's like a you know uh, the woman who does belly dancing is they kind of look it down and they think they're in some different kind of like a a business but the thing is uh those things had the examples in the back like you know there were people like this doing belly dancing there were like a lot of some women they weren't even a belly dancing and they were doing using the costume and then doing other things and then you know then people in their people opinion is like a belly dancing is this mm-hmm. so it kind of like sticked in their head and uh, it's it's like that and it's just like a, it's so hard to break it down and i i tried a lot and but you know it's uh, it's changing too but now uh with the current government is like everything is getting more conservative so i think I don't see it in a maybe like 10, 20 years. I don't see it's not going to be like a make a big change and then change and then it's going to be welcome. Mm. Yeah. Well, but hopefully it will will happen. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, I should make a com- uh Normally when I teach seminars, I explain the, every single detail of it, of this, where it come from. Why well, it's like this from 60s, uh, like 1960s and 1970s, 1980s. I explained the whole thing, how it happened. Mm-hmm. But 
that's why I just don't want to cover it right now. It's uh, people can come to the my seminars and then you know when I'm in US, I explain every detail of this reason why it's really uh, not really welcome, and uh, I explain like uh, those uh, belly dance places because in Turkey it's not like a you know one type of belly dance place. We have like a five different type of belly dance places and five different uh, way of performing belly dance hmm. you know it's because of this it's not just like a, a people don't it's not that in us you see just kind of like a, you know performing in restaurants and half loss and this no it's very there's so many different places the belly dance being performed so it's kind of like a related to that but in 60s um, 70s and 80s, like beginning of 80s, it wasn't like this. It actually started uh, with the 80s. Mm-hmm. It started changing. That's where it got that uh, stereotyping and then, you know, all other things. Hmm. So how was uh, for you moving back to uh, to Turkey after living for a while in in USA, how was uh, that transition back back to Turkey for you as a dancer? <laughs> yeah, it's first it was like very. Uh, first of all, I moved back here to study, you know, and because I wanted to study Turkish style more and also Romani style more, and that was my main thing to and. To study and also like uh, also perform here and like belly dance in Turkey, you know. So, uh, but when I moved back here, it's just like it was again cultural shock. It's you know because I lived in US for a long time and then Turkey actually changed during that time a lot, so much and everything was uh, very very different. It wasn't like the like the old Turkey, you know and it just, uh, it was very hard, still hard, because I always uh, compare things, you know, in U.S. and here. You, I don't think I will ever stop comparing, like, uh, you know, it's just like, because I, did, I lived there for a certain amount of time, and after that, like, you know, you cannot just, uh, like, uh, forget the U.S. culture and just be part of the Turkish culture here. No, because you live, I lived there for a long time. So I will, uh, I'm not gonna stop comparing, you know, and also I, I go back and forth to US too. So then it's, you know, when I come back here, I compare more. Hmm. Uh, what are the main uh, surprises or discoveries or main things that uh, bring your attention in the dance scene when you moved back to Turkey? Like we already, uh, uh, talked about differences that in you say it was much easier to study a ballet dance uh, but mm-hmm. when you moved back what else was I don't know maybe surprising or shocking or maybe something changed that was a pleasant surprise <laughs> uh, how was your dance journey and career in general was developing after you moved back to Turkey uh, like um I don't know. I didn't really had that much shock. Uh, like, you know, it was like, you know, this dancing was different because, um, like in Istanbul, they have like a, a touristic showcases and it's, 
they do belly dance every single night. Mm-hmm. And it was for me, it was like a, that was like kind of like, you know, a more surprise because in US, uh, you get to dance on the weekends at the restaurants or if it's like a Moroccan restaurant, they do four, four nights a weekend. But in here, I was seeing that every single night, you know, in performing in this touristic showcases, that was kind of like a unique, you know, and uh, mm, I don't think I was really surprised, but it's just like, and then I, I seen those, remember when I said there's like a five different way of, or place of performing style in belly dance. So when I saw those places, that was actually very, uh, very surprising. I was still kind of like expecting it, but it was still like, you know, when you see those, uh, it's, it was surprising. Yeah. Can you, can you just name that so that we have some idea what kind of places, because I know like, okay, touristic places in Istanbul, then I mm-hmm. saw some theaters that incorporate dance shows and ballet dancers too, and they're sort of a, uh, what I saw was a mix between uh, touristic places and some local people were going to see the shows, uh, but I'm not sure, like cruises maybe, but like what kind of places yeah, but, else in Turkey the, would be? A... Yeah, those, uh, those all cruises and things, they are touristic showcases yeah. because yeah, they're exactly. mainly made things for tourists. So uh, they are more, uh, but also like the cruise ships and the normal uh, touristic showcases should be separated because it's a different thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's more... Uh, Normal touristic showcases, like, uh, you know, there's more respect because you dance on the stage for like, uh, you know, 15 minutes or, you know, and most of the touristic showcases are same. You have a stage, but when you're on the, uh, when you're on the, uh, cruise ship, people are running around you and you don't really have that much, uh, opportunity to perform, mm-hmm. you know, belly dance. Mm-hmm. So the tourist who is coming to those cruise ships, uh, they're going to have a less uh, respect to belly dance because they, they're not able to see that much. Mm-hmm. Because the dancers, they don't have option to give that much. It's also shaky boat. You know, Bosporus is very shaky, very wavy. It's mm-hmm. not like a Nile boat. You know, it's like very, very... It's all, sometimes the whole boat is like going this way. Even doesn't matter how big is the boat. So it's very hard to, uh, you know, uh, perform belly dance in those places. And most of the places... They just want you to do like a two songs and then collect tips. But in uh, the other place, like normal Turkish uh, touristic showcases on the land, is different. It's like a stage, full show, and you just perform. And then uh, you don't collect tips. You just perform. It's like a show. So uh, they are different than each other too. Mm-hmm. But the places where I'm mentioning more is like, a, you know, they have like a nightclubs. And then they have very cheap nightclubs, very, very cheap. And then outside the Turkey, outside the uh, Istanbul, they have more different places where it's being performed. Like, it's like this, you know, it's like, a, a, for example, some of the places, like the people are who is belly dancing there, I wouldn't call them belly dancers. It's because... Uh, they're actually not belly dancers. They never study belly dance in their life. 
for home you know it's just like uh, it's for them to like you know make money collect tips and it's it's just collectives it's not the performance and mm-hmm. they wear the costume and then they start collecting tips sometimes even singers she sings and then she put the costume and then collect tips so this is like that it's like you know it's not uh, belly dancing is not just being performed by only belly dancers in uh, those places and then when people see those examples then you know those very cheap examples they think all the belly dancers are like that mm-hmm. so that's where it's uh, getting more by the way uh, one of your comments just now just caught my attention that you mentioned about uh, some dancers in Turkey they don't even study ballet dance uh, in your opinion um... but those are not dancers yeah like I wouldn't call them even dancers mm. like you know it's just like uh, they wear the costume and that's it it's you know it's uh that examples are like a very very cheap places like you you probably won't even see a video of it on YouTube <laughs> those places like you know it's uh, they're not really even a dancers they just wear the costume go around and collect tips like you know anybody can do that anybody like uh, they can and no one cares about the style of dance the audience no they just want to see a woman wearing uh, they just want to see skin you know mm. so i wouldn't even call them a dancers that's a really different uh, different type of thing but the sad part is they wear belly dance costume and then it's like uh, you know uh, they look belly dancers Hmm. But actually, yeah. uh, my question, I was I was uh, about to twist it in slightly different direction, mm-hmm. uh, because um, I, I will talk from the point of view of foreign dancers. What we often see is people, and not only in Turkey, uh, but I'll just refer now, because we are talking about Turkish ballet dance in Istanbul. Do you think just being Turkish and just being in this environment... Uh, does it automatically means that person will be a good ballet dancer? Because we often hear sometimes, oh, like, not necessarily about Turkish like culture, but like, oh, I am Egyptian, so I I for sure know ballet dance uh, better than everyone else non-Egyptians. Or I I face it also with Persian dance, like, oh, I'm Persian, so I automatically will know Persian dance better than anyone else non-Persian. In your opinion, if you're talking about professional ballet dancing what like does the actual roots uh really identify that this person necessarily will be a really good uh, ballet dancer for me uh, no because for example dancing is about uh, technique and about condition about skills you know mm-hmm. so uh, being turkish or being originally from that culture gives you a lot of understanding a lot of understanding the music and the feeling of the music you know it gives you all this but uh, and also okay yes they their culture is uh, you know remember i told you those places where we used to belly dance even from my childhood those gold parties weddings things okay yes they see that but when it, when you watch those girls they will do the same movement over, over, over. 
I watch people like uh, in those places, you know, it's uh, the girl, uh, she will do the hip drop over and over, over and over. And she's going to try to shimmy uh, because she doesn't even know how to shimmy. She just watches belly dances from TV and try to shimmy and like, She's going to do that over and over. They literally have maybe three or four movements. And whole night, they, they do these movements, mm. you know, all the time. It's uh, But then you get some uh, some girl. She really has kind of like, a, you know, that stage light. And then she actually watches so many dancers like on TV and really focuses. And then you will see she's doing so many things. But when you look at generally, it's like the... Even Turkish people dancing in those places, weddings, in the night, or Turkish places where they can dance for younger people right now, it's they repeat the movement over and over, hip drop over and over, shimmy over and over because they don't have they didn't they, they never study. So yes, they will feel it and it's their culture and they would understand the lyrics, feel it, everything. Uh, for example, if you compare two people. One of them, you have like a one uh, American girl, you know, who started belly dancing in U.S. And then you have another girl here uh, who's, who belly dances here. For example, like the other girl, she's going to study a lot and she's going to learn a lot of techniques. She's going to grow up and she's going to learn how to understand those, uh, you know, musics, how to understand the feeling of it. And then the, but the other girl here, if she doesn't study, she's just going to be doing the same thing over and over. So she's just going to repeat the, when they go to the places, she's going to repeat the things over and over. For me, like when I was, uh, when I took my first Romani class in US, it was, uh, so funny because we, we have this, like, uh, we always make, uh, I make fun of it because always whenever the Romani music, uh, plays, Turkish people, like non-Romani Turkish people, they do jump a lot. They have this one moment, they, they repeat all the time. And when I took that class, I did the same thing. I did the same moment, which actually is not really Romani, but I had so much confidence because I'm Turkish, so I can do it. Like, you know, but I was keep, uh, like, a, you know, uh, I was keep, uh, doing the same moment. And then, but inside of me, I was so like, oh, I can do this. I'm like, oh, it's my culture. But, you know, later when you, uh, later when you see the whole belly dance scene and how much those people uh, actually improve their skills with technique and how much improvement they got, when you see those, then you would be, I would be so ashamed of saying anything like that. <laughs> like, you know, I never said anything after. Like when I saw these things, I was like, I saw I had this much, you know, before I didn't know that, so I would even with this much knowledge, I would just jump around and feel that oh, I can do it. It's my culture, and I'm gonna do this Romani moment, which is not even Romani, but in my head, you know, hmm. it's the same thing. It's like a, it's gonna give you a good understanding the music, feelings, and everything. But if you don't have the technique of it, or if you don't study more about the culture, even for me being a Turkish. Uh, like in general Turkish culture, I would know this much. But if the, if I don't study the Turkish belly dance scene, just as a knowledge, not even a uh, movement, even that, you know, I would know this much, little. 
you know it's about uh, it's about studying but if some girl from us can study my uh, like uh, for example knowledge wise not like a moment if she studies if she goes through the all these resource, resources and researchers or you know goes to seminars and learn more about turkish belly dance she would know more about the turkish one in here so it's about studying and it's about for you to like you know challenging and learning more mm. but it's it's funny i seen it from a lots of girls like you know they just boom they're like oh i know it it's like my culture get away <laughs> they move you or like they would jump to the stage while belly dancing is performing like you know it's because they, it's they're inside they have more <laughs> than they know <laughs> uh, yeah um we have a lot of the situations not only with uh, turkish people and the reason i ask even not to i don't know not to be misunderstood uh, of course i did a generalization in general so mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah it's very um, uh, very common but the reason like i it brought my attention even in your own story you were saying that you were willing then you moved to usa just go and study ballet dance class there from someone regardless that you were doing ballet dance like at the parties before so i was like oh that's interesting and 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 thank you for bringing attention that it's all about uh studying and this can apply not only uh, your origins like which culture you're coming from but this applies to even like how my i don't know naturally talented you are like talent is so little mm-hmm. like the main thing is always studying and, and keep studying so thank yeah. you for bringing attention to it exactly and uh i also know and you just mentioned that you along with ballet dance you also specialize in turkish uh, romani dance uh yes can you tell a little bit um what are connections or i don't know mutual if there are any mutual crossroads between turkish romani dance and uh, belly dance for me it has the roots of it romani like you know if you compare the some uh, movements in turkish belly dance you will see so many so many similarities like the lots of like your you know lower ab movements and things it's very very uh, connected to the romani and it's not just roma belly dance it's even like a turkish uh, like you know some of turkish folk dances has those roots too like you know when the romani people made this big traveling from india it's like a uh, they brought uh, the their dance everywhere and right now you can even see in turkey we have some like a more preserved uh dance forms in like in different regions uh folk dances in different regions you can really see the difference there uh, with that dance and the katak dance in india right now it's because like uh, you know uh and they they have no connections you know it's because internet before internet and thing they ha- they don't have any uh, connections but because of that traveling they brought so many uh, you know movements and uh, it's in so many styles of dance in turkish and in other dances too like you know sometimes uh, i see the one specific movement in this dance and it's 
originally from like a you know Indian uh, from Indian Kathak dance, and it's really with the Romani people. It traveled all the way from to uh, you know Istanbul or some other places in Turkey, and uh, for belly dance, it's also like uh, also the we had like a lot of uh, Romani. Uh, uh, belly dancers uh, who were uh, Romani native uh, da- belly dancers, like you know, and they know uh, they are belly dance uh, Romani moves a lot, and they would put it in the belly dance. So we have that one too. So like uh, even if they don't do like a Romani style in the belly dance, especially in drum solos and things, you see a lot of like lower ab movements, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, so it's really, really affected. Mm -hmm. And let me see other. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it an important part of belly dance uh, program uh, in Turkey or is it something that is sort of a, uh, depends on the dancer. They may include some Turkish Romani song in their program. They may not. Or is it something that, oh, it's important really to have? Uh, then we are talking not just about one song, but I don't know, 10, 20 minute show, like uh, in this case. Yeah. In, in Turkey, in Turkey, a lot of things changes too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, back then was different, but like whole, uh, like if you look at for like, a, you know, like a uh, 80s 90s and 2000 and it's so many things are changing you know but uh back then normally and also still like if i'm gonna dance in some place nobody gonna give me opportunity to do a romani show mm-hmm. no it's like a you know uh, it's they don't take uh, in like showcases it doesn't they for the people it's like it doesn't take that much attention you know, it's like uh, they don't want to make a separate uh, Romani show. They think it's, it might be boring, you know. So uh, then uh, Turkish, uh, not Turkish belly dancers, uh, Romani native uh, belly dancers, they would perform Romani in their belly dance show. Mm-hmm. Then what happens, like, you know, the girls, they cannot change costume or they cannot change their shoe. And they had to perform with a high heel and belly dance costume. You know, it's for me too. When I'm going to perform Romani, I put it in my songs, uh, you know, and usually I put it after drum solo. Then I don't have a chance to actually, you know, uh, go change costume or take off sh- my shoes. And, you know, then the movement looks different. But if I was on my barefoot and if I was in my Romani costume, then I would dance differently too. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, you know, it's very hard, uh, like, you know, it's to make a, like a Romani show like that. And uh, so, but in US is also other countries is different because you can do a show and then you can do full, uh, you know, Romani show. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes more richer and richer and you do more movements. So it's, for me, it's it's very hard to perform Romani like like the origin way, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it has to be a festival happening in Istanbul or something, or uh, or some kind of like a, uh, some kind of like recording that I do it for myself or something, 
or maybe with a some kind of like a Romani band, you know, then you could do it, but it's very hard. One of the burning questions from ballet dancers, I know for sure, will be about costuming. So, uh, mm-hmm. if you, if you are not talking about shows in Turkey, uh, but we are talking shows like I don't know festivals or haflas or some. Is it appropriate to use ballet dance costume to to perform Romani, or what would you suggest? I mean, in Turkey, uh, when, for example, when girl, when some uh, student she's gonna perform in Hafla, she wants to learn how is the belly Romani is performing in Turkey. She's gonna go to YouTube and she's gonna see a, a like dancer wearing belly dance costume with high heels performing Romani. Then she's going to be like, no, okay, this is how it's been performed. And then she's going to perform that way. Mm-hmm. So she has no fault. She has no fault because it's really, uh, it's, this is how it's been performed, you know, but, uh, uh, she can, uh, or her teacher can actually more find like the more, the original, uh, Romani style have been performed, you know, so then they can actually change it. And uh, for me, if they want to really bring the original, you know, wanted to do perform like a very original uh, Romani show, they should be, they shouldn't be performing with the belly dance costume. They can do like a, you know, they can wear the belly dance bra and then they can wear like a bolero. You know, the ones covers the arms mm. and it's kind of like a bolero. Like sort of a crop thing. top version. <laughs> a version of crop top, but sort of like a, just uh, adjusted. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe cover the belly if they can, you know, with lace or they can wear some kind of like a bodysuit with lace and then wear the, uh, wear the uh, bra on top of it. Mm-hmm. Because normally it's like a belly is covered in Romania you know and then uh so the skirt is skirt is not a big uh, for example if uh normally romani skirts are more it's not big uh, those big skirts not full you know circle the ones skirt. with uh-huh. not full skirts but no it's more like a less layer you know if they do the belly dance uh okay he wants to play with this toy for example, with the two slit skirt, if they cover the slits and put the safety pins, you know, and then they cover it, you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have like a full legs opening. And if they wear like a, you know, those V shape, uh, you know, hip scarves tight, uh, they can still wear the, uh, belt on the, if they want to get money, uh, feeling. They should do like a, you know, like a, something like V-shape or some kind of like a headscarf Turkish style on the hip. And on top of it, they can wear the belly dance belt to give more, uh, you know, uh, if they want to look more blingy, you know, they can do that. But mm-hmm. if I perform uh, in, for example, in US, I'm going to perform in uh, one Romani show. Uh, I'm going to try to keep my skirt more uh, like a, a less layers you know, and then I would do like a V-shape uh, scarf, like normal scarf. It could be Turkish, uh, traditional Turkish head scarf or any kind of like a fringy V-shaped scarf. Then I need to put something extra to the belly to 
show my uh, uh, those bounces, belly bounces. So then I tie that to the front. And also in Romani, you have to tie from the middle, not to the side. Then I could do like I covered my arms with uh, some kind of like, a, you know, sleeves. And then I can do the wear the bra, uh, the belly dance mm-hmm. one, but I would cover uh, so I would make it look like a some kind of like a top or I can fully cover the belly together. Then uh, also I wouldn't do perform it with the shoe too. So then you feel really like a, into the, you know, Romani uh, style. Uh, or you sometimes like uh, I'm very used to the wearing heels. Sometimes I make like very tiny, like a one inch heels uh, you know uh and performing that way but that wouldn't affect that much mm-hmm. but uh, in u.s and other countries you know uh, they have opportunity to perform romani as a show you know so then they should really try to do their best to keep it more uh romani even belly dance costume but romani influence so then they're gonna feel more uh, uh, Romani too, then they're gonna move, make their moves differently. Because if you're in a full belly dance costume, you're 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 mentally in belly dance mood. Like you know, it's so hard to break it down from that to the other one. That's why in Turkey, like we are very, for example, I'm doing drum solo, and all of a sudden Romani song, and then it's. I'm not doing my best too because it's like a, I'm in belly dance costume. I feel like belly dancer, but then I need to do Romani. It's it's the mood change is so different. So that's why I recommend them to do a more Romani original style as much as they can, so they feel it the music more and their mood will be into it more. Then it's gonna be easier. Hmm. That's a great tip on how costume can. Uh... It's not only important for presentation or for your audience or for representing dance properly, but mm-hmm. actually influence your mood and feeling of the dance. That's a great tip. <laughs> uh, yeah, and okay. also even especially for Romani, it has a lot of feeling, you know, and it's very different. So even for them to go into Romani classes, I recommend them to wear uh, skirts, you know, uh, n- like it's and also wear those head scarves it's gonna put the student in a mood right away because this is how i used to study when i was practicing at home that's how i used to do i used to wear them all these things so i feel the mood more you know and then it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna help you a lot mm. i used to wear uh, for uh there was like a, a lot of people uh make fun of me but in a good way when I used to uh, tour in US, uh, like I think that was four years ago, I used to wear during the class, you know, teaching like a you know a workshop or for drum solo or something, you know, and then I would wear my uh, you know those we have those armlets in belly dance, like it's part of the costume, you know, the armlets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this ones. I would wear them in the class and then they would be like, uh, you know, I mean, all this like other like, you know, belly dance active wear. But then I have this like very fancy armlets <laughs> on my hands because 
it puts me in the mood. Like when I have them, my arms, my hands move differently because I'm wearing those. It really uh. makes you uh, like, it really gives you the feeling of it more, reminds you. Uh. It helps. I love it. I'm definitely incorporating it in my own practice, like paying attention to little details <laughs> to bring you in the mood. That's so important. Um, yeah. Before before we uh, come in closer to, to, to sum up our today's conversation, I also want to ask you another question. I know that you have sort of a double stage name. You're known in one country with one name and another different. Can you can you tell about this story? Why it happened and uh, what's the reason? <laughs> yeah. So I have a stage name because it's like you know. Remember, I said that uh, like everybody is looking around the Turkish. Like a lot of my family's members, they don't know I'm baby dancing. It's like, you know, that's why, uh, that's why I'm, I have a stage name, you know, and I know some of the girls, uh, like who's, uh, you know, who's from the same cultures or like Arabic cultures, you know, they have the same issue too, because their relatives, they don't know they're belly dancing and then they hide, uh, that they're performing like, you know, uh, so that's why, that's the reason I have, um, a stage name. And it's also like, but uh, also like most of the uh, Turkish dancers in Turkey, if they're not very, very famous, you know, they're like a normal belly dancers, they all have stage names. Because it's always uh, safe to have a, a, you know, a stage name in Turkey as a belly dancer too. But my reasons were like about, um, you know, because of the families, like, you know, I didn't want to, uh, them to find out that I'm belly dancing. So uh, in in very, very beginning, I was using my name, then I changed it. So I, I feel like I shouldn't be using it because people start, some other Turkish people start in US. Some other Turkish people start uh, saying that, oh, your daughter is belly dancing to my family members. They would go to them and they would gossip. So this is why uh, I had to uh, I had to get a, a, another stage name. So Gigi is actually is not my uh, just my not my stage name. When I moved back to US, people weren't able to say my name. The place I used to work, they couldn't say my name at all. They tried, and then they would say something else, and I would never understand, and I wouldn't hear them. And then they my manager really got tired of it because. He's trying to say my name, but I don't understand. I never look at him. I'm just walking by. So then they said that, okay, we need to give you a nickname. So they uh, they said Gigi. But it was like a just the letters, uh, G and G. Uh-huh. And then everybody started calling me Gigi, my friends, and then my uh, colleagues, my classmates. So then it became like my name. Even my... Uh, my non-dancer life in U.S., everybody knows me as Gigi. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, I, I'm going to use it as a stage name. Then when I moved back to Turkey, I had to add Disha. The reason is because Gigi means something else in Turkish. Mm. So then uh, people were making fun of it. 
So I wasn't able to use the Gigi as a just a stage name in like you know in here in Istanbul. So I had to get a, a, another name to make it so uh, so it's more proper. Uh, in Turkish, it's Gigi. It spells like C I C I. It means it, it doesn't mean bad, but it means like a sweet girl, like a sweetie. And like, but when you like, for example, when belly dancer has that name, people make fun of it. Like they're like, uh, you know, it's mm. that's why I couldn't use it. And then I added Dilsha. So mainly in Turkey, people calls me Dilsha because it's a Turkish name. So they wouldn't uh, do the Gigi. Like mm-hmm. if, if they are very close friends or some people who's cool, you know, they would say Gigi too. But mainly uh, they say Disha in Turkey. But thanks to Gigi Hadid, <laughs> you know, when she became famous. So like now Turkish people are introduced to that name. So they know it's a name. So then they they, they are not just making fun of me having that name. <laughs> so uh, that was the reason that I have Gigi Dilsha. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting to, to know, too, like those stories. And thank you. Thank you for sharing. And uh... yeah. But about this, uh, I know you, you didn't ask this, but I'm going to just say something to girls. Like sometimes, you know, um, they want to have uh, some kind of like a very uh, like more exotic names in Arabic or like things. But sometimes it's like, you know, some of them are kind of like very religious names, you know, and it's like they need to really pay attention and ask people about the names they're going to choose for stage, you know. And so sometimes I see some girls having like a very religious name, but because it sounded too nice to them, but it's kind of like very, it's kind of like a wrong name. Mm-hmm. But I recommend them to like, you know, in US to be uh, like, or other countries to just use their own name. If they don't have this problem, like, you know, in Turkey I have, if they, they are not supposed to hide their belly dancing, I think they should use their, uh, their name. And it's, it helps to them. I, you know, why? Because when they perform belly dancing, their own name, you know, for example, let's say her name is Rebecca. And so she performs everything with her own name. Then she's going to feel belly dancing differently. But then when she names herself like, a, uh, for example, Aisha or something, mm-hmm. you know, then even in the dancer's head, there was always going to be like this, like, a, oh, it's not my own culture kind of like you know it's uh they're gonna have that feeling mm. you know of uh they are not uh, it's kind of like a when you name yourself like with that name you kind of make a uh i don't know how to say it like a, you know you kind of kind of a little bit uh you kind of block yourself a little bit you know your freedom but if you actually use your own name in belly dance you know, then you open the, you don't block yourself. You just be yourself performing belly dance, you know, and however, however the person you are, you should perform it that way. But when you, when people get like a very, very, uh, like a too much culturally names in Arabic or Turkish, it just kind of makes them like a, you know, I don't know, it makes them like a, you know, 
or feels that maybe it's not uh, belong to them. I don't know. It's I recommend people. I couldn't explain it well, but I recommend people to use their own names, you know, for belly dancing. Then I feel it's gonna actually make them feel more freedom in belly dance, and then they can just put their own personality in belly dance. Mm-hmm. So rather than having you know some names i don't know <laughs> that's such an interesting point i know you you explained very nicely uh but it's such an interesting point it's and, my opinion yeah i don't know yeah but it's uh, it's interesting because sometimes why someone can think okay if i put a stage name that will make me uh free because then i will not feel that it's about me and i can do whatever i want but you actually bring it attention to completely opposite if you actually do it under mm-hmm. your name, that's when freedom, real freedom comes from, because then it's you and it's your dance, and uh, uh, then mm-hmm. you feel it more like my, like part of you. And uh, I never thought about yeah. that that this way. That's very interesting. Because uh, I'm thinking in it for long term. In the beginning, if you use like a, some kind of like a very Arabic or Turkish name, in the beginning, it will help you to put the mood. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel it. But then whenever you get more higher, higher, more professional, you know, then because you're going to become like a, you're going to learn the techniques, you're going to learn the styling. Then the, when you get to that high point, you need to give your own stylization. So, you know, you can look different. Then when you have the, you don't have your own name in there, then it's going to be so hard for you to bring that stylization because you need to bring your own personality into the dance so you can look unique. That's that's my point is like for more long term, like, mm-hmm. you know, when it's for the top level, then you're going to you have to bring the stylization of your own. You know, uh, that's the time you need. Uh, it's good you have your own name so because it will then hold your dance life will be with the all this stylization it's always be happening mm-hmm. because you're always gonna be performed there as a rebecca like you know and then you will feel more freedom that's interesting in my opinion <laughs> i hope i hope people won't get mad no of course uh, like but the uh... thing is uh I'm noticing, like, uh, in last five years, a lot of dancers are using more their own names. Like, uh, newer generations are, like, more using their own names. It's people kind of, like, uh, starting using more. I think it's changing, too, like, you know. And it's, which is a good thing, like, you know, because I, I think it's, it's better for them to feel, uh, put their own stylization. So I'm actually... Happy to see it. Mm. Well, in any case, we're always happy to also hear your opinion, and uh, everyone will have different opinions, of course. But it's good to to know what we think, uh, how we think differently, and uh, like your point on having freedom from performing under your own name. That's actually a great point. I never thought about this this way and uh well now some thoughts uh, mm-hmm. thoughts to digest <laughs> um exactly well uh 
Thank you so much for for taking your time today and uh, answer all all the burning questions oh, for welcome. me and I'm sure all the bad dancers <laughs> also wanted to ask them. Uh, can you tell us, please, where should dancers find more of your awesome uh, stuff? Uh, where they should follow you, social media or website or any upcoming soon trips during this summer that they can catch your workshops maybe somewhere. Tell us everything mm -hmm. <laughs> where we can get more <laughs> yeah i think a uh, better place to find me is facebook <laughs> and i'm usually like you know more uh, on the facebook and they can just go to my page and then see all the uh, things i done and i have clips on youtube and um i'm uh, i'm trying to come to us uh, twice a month twice a year to teach workshops and Uh, lectures and you know in belly dance and Romani and uh, in Turkey I'm living in Istanbul and uh, we have a festival Rakas festival coming up if anybody's coming there I will be teaching and performing there and if anybody is traveling here for uh, uh, rather than that time I'm teaching a private uh, classes in my home studio it's little uh, kind of like a uh, uh, right now it's kind of like a little uh, you know messy but <laughs> so I have a home studio and uh, I also perform in a um, Turkish showcase called uh, Hoca Pasha it's a, a old Turkish bed it's from uh, 15th century it's an old place they remodel it And they made it as a teeter. So, and uh, it's a very nice place. And it's like an hour show. We have a whole bunch of like a folk dance uh, performances. It's a very uh, great show. And I also do, um, I do like a certification program in Turkey. People can uh, come to my house and I have extra rooms. They can actually stay here. And then they can study with me for 40 hours of training, private uh, training. So it's for every single level, you know, you can be like a very beginner too. And we cover a lot of like, you know, uh, techniques and conditions, choreographies, lectures, cultural things. So I do this all the time, like a whole year when I'm in Istanbul. And... Yes, this is where they can find me. <laughs> And your uh, training, like individual certification, uh, is it like adjusted to every uh, every person like differently? Because you mentioned it's for different levels. So you adjust the program according to the dancer or is it something standard yeah. but can be applied for any level? Yeah. I adjust it depends on the dancer's level. So if it's like more beginning, I go more technique to teach them more, uh, you know, techniques when they're beginner. And uh, if it's more advanced, so I usually watch their dance before they arrive. Mm -hmm. So then I see their level and then I make the program customized on their uh, level of dance. And also sometimes they like to study more Romani, you know, than belly dance because this program is actually includes Romani and belly dance. So sometimes they want to study more Romani, then I customize it and make it more Romani. 
I also have 28 hours program, but that doesn't have a certification. It just, I just give them like a, you know, attendance, uh, you know, uh, kind of like a flyer or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing. Uh, diploma. But that one also, uh, diploma, yeah. Uh, that one also has like, you know, a lot of techniques and things. And uh, I used to have uh, girls coming for like 10 days for the 40 hours one because they could just get 10 days off from their work. So then we could do like a four hours of classes each day and then uh, they go back. Sometimes girls comes for 15 days because they have more time. Then we change the hours and then uh, I, sometimes she gets like three days so she can go around to Istanbul and do the sightseeing and things. So it's and also where I live is very close to the all these historical places in the city. So it's close to everything. So it's very convenient. By the way, you... and I have this little Frida with me. Ah, oh, the dog is so awesome. <laughs> Uh, by the way, you also uh, mentioned that uh, one program has certification and another program has just like yes. sort of diploma. What's the difference? Like, what do you mean by certification? Yeah, because 20, uh, 28 hours is not enough to be uh, able to be like, you know, to get the certification. Because normally the program was 40 hours, but sometimes the girls doesn't have enough time to take, take off from their work. And like, you know, uh, so some girls in the past, they asked me if they can do 20, like a less time. And I told them they can do less time, like 28 hours, but I cannot give them the certification. I can just give them something for attendance. You know, mm-hmm. they've been here to study with me 28 hours. But the 40 hours one is actually, we go deep, we have more time to go deeper and deeper into the techniques. I see. Well, I'm very intrigued already. (laughs) Uh, And I'm sure a lot of dancers too. Sounds very interesting and uh, not very common to have individual certification program for 40 hours of dance training and ballet dance in Turkish uh, Romani. So uh, that sounds very, very interesting. Well, um, I always... I always uh, close uh, every interview with our signature question of the podcast. And the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again? So you keep doing it for so many years. (laughs) You know, uh, for example, if you're going to do being being part of the culture, you know, being Arabic, Persian, uh, Turkish, also Greek, uh, you know, Greeks are like, a, these are like a Muslim country's problem. But, you know, the, some Greek uh, families are very conservative too. Like it's, Greeks are included too. It's uh, what happens, your relative, they don't want to look, uh, they don't want you, they're so sweet, they're sweetheart. And they don't want you to do belly dancing because they think it's not good, you know. So, uh, what happens? You have to give up a lot of things, and sometimes even relatives, your loved ones, and things like you know. So, to able to keep the belly dance that long, you really have to fall in love with the belly dance to able to perform, really, because you. Uh, otherwise, if the if you compare them, 
with the family or boyfriend or belly dance, if you just compare, then you would be like, oh, okay, I'll just choose this. But the thing is, you must fall in love because otherwise you would, a lots of people wouldn't choose uh, to be uh, giving up this much mm. in their life to be for belly dancing, you know. So one thing is like you must fall in love. I think uh, when you fall in love like this, and especially on the side of it, like you're a lot of you have to hide it from a lot of people, or uh, or people are telling you that oh you're not my relative anymore. It's been happening so many other dancers too. So then you actually have the uh, belly dance. You stick more to it. You uh, you know it becomes like a part of your life uh, more. My my story was like you know it's I mean uh, when I was in US uh, I actually had like very hard life uh, because actually I'm I didn't my father took me to US like you know it wasn't my choice to go to the uh, US so my father took me to US so I had no choice. So, uh, and then, you know, he wasn't a great father, so he didn't do a lot of his, like, you know, uh, uh, responsibilities. So I had, like, very hard life. I used to go to school, and I used to work in three jobs, you know, and I was alone by myself, and, like, you know, it was very hard for me. And belly dance was, like, uh, for me to, it's kind of like, you know, uh, for me to stand uh, on my feet, you know, and my enjoyment and where I find the freedom. It's kind of sometimes it's just like not just the freedom. It's kind of like a, some kind of like a rebellious, you know. For example, uh, sometimes women are like a very living very conservative culture. You know, they've been pressured too much. And then, you know, they want to feel that... Uh, performing in belly dance sometimes can be like kind of like a rebellious against that too mm-hmm. because you put too much pressure on yourself and then whenever on your stage performing belly dance it's just you feel free you feel relaxed you just you know and it's like uh it requires the love because it's the process is so long you know uh in like you have to study a lot. You have to. It's just like for my for my situation is I have to give up for family wise. But in US, for example, uh, you know they have to give up a lot of things because, it, uh, for example, you're gonna take classes on the weekend. Then you have to give up with the friends party, you know, to go there. You're gonna come to the belly dance class. For example, your friends are, your families are doing something. You're going to miss that because you're in uh, So it becomes like a, you give up a lot. You give up on the money, you know, to spend on belly dance. And when I was in the U.S., I never had a holidays because all my holiday time, I took that time off to, for, to go to like belly dance intensive camps or something, whenever I was traveling, I was traveling for just belly dance, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even traveling for, like, a, you know, holidays. Like, I never had a holiday, you know. And a lot of girls are in the same situation because they give up 
for uh, belly dance, you know, they are, they use their time uh, for that, for to, you know, improve their skills and learn more. And this can be hard because sometimes your boyfriend is not going to be, uh, doesn't like that and they're going to, they might leave you. Sometimes your husband doesn't like it for you to spend that much time. They can uh, leave you. It's You can have a lot, you can go through a lot of things you know with that too mm-hmm. but it's it's the it's the still uh, when you're in love with it that's the time you make your decision you know and i always made my decision <laughs> on the belly dance side <laughs> so but you know it's the thing is the best uh, person who needs to be in our life we should be respecting what we love for you know that should be the person in our life because it's uh, that he's gonna if he acts like this for belly dance he's gonna act the same way for uh, when you raise a child too uh, or when you choose a different work too he's gonna be always supporting to you you know mm-hmm. so it's it's uh, like a, it's about not just belly dancing it's about to be supporting you like you know or your dreams supporting some things making you happy you know and then they should be happy too thank you for listening everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode and if so do you know the best way to support this project is to share it with your friends it takes few seconds cost you nothing but it helps a lot to move this project forward and help me to bring more awesome guests on the podcast in the future you can tell your friend you can send a message email you can screenshot and put a a post on social media whatever works better for you but if every one of you will share this episode at least with one more person it will make a huge difference for this podcast thank you for spending your time with us for your support and love and until next time keep shimming keep dancing and i will see you soon